Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. Hey, 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 what's happening? It's your boy, the Red Sean, and I just skilled class with the Progress Report. Let's get it! The Progress Report! All right, what's going on? It's your girl, Lila Shepard. This is another episode of Skipping Class presented by the Progress Report. Man, we got Derez, Deshaun, and the building long overdue. How you yeah, feeling? I'm good. We in here. It's definitely long overdue. Long we overdue. Man, we keep running into each other in the club, just yeah. random stuff all the time. But, you know, I just feel like everything happened when it's supposed to happen. So oh, I yeah, appreciate for sure. you being here, man. I appreciate y'all for having me. Let's nah. get to it. Nah, for sure, man. We know you just put out that project, too, mm-hmm. man. That shit definitely riding. We posted it um, for our new music. Fridays and shit too, so. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah, we gonna get into that. So, um, let's get into your background, man. Um, describe your childhood and let me know what type of kid were you coming up? Um, I think, you know, when they ask that question, I, I kind of, I go in my mind a lot. And it's just like the normal, you know, like regular childhood, I guess. But the only difference, I grew up with my father instead of my mom, so mm. it was a little different for us, you know, how I, reacted to certain things or how I handled certain situations or how I dealt with certain people. So other than that, it was cool. I mean, I was an average kid. I was a good kid, really. Like I was focused, you know what I'm saying? I did my schoolwork. I wasn't skipping. I went on that. You know, I was trying to make sure my dad was happy. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Um, I was a big brother to my real blood brothers, you know what I'm saying? And to the neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So it was just like, it was cool. like. Regular, fun, regular, you know, you know what I'm saying? Got you. So growing up, like, with your dad, did you ever feel like you was missing a motherly or woman-type touch? Yeah, always, mm-hmm. even to this day, you know what I'm saying? I feel like um, if my mom, you know, if I had that relationship with her then, I'd be different now. I'd be more sensitive to certain subjects. I'd be able to understand in a different light, you know what I'm saying? But it's cool. We growing, we learning every day. Nah, that's facts. Um, so at what point did you get into the booth to record a song? Like, not even taking music serious, but what if, what point did you, like, first get in the studio? See, I had a um, neighbor named Mike, you know what I'm saying? He stayed, like, across from me. And uh, he had a computer, so 
I think the first time I ever recorded, I bought like a computer program or something. Mm. Um, I can't, Magic, ma Music Generator or something like that. And I went in, I was just rapping. Like I wasn't really serious, but I recorded every day. And then it became, you know, like my friends in the school and everybody like, oh, that hard, bro, you need da, 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 da. I started selling CDs, you know what I'm saying? So I think that was, I'd say probably like sixth grade, maybe. Mm. Yeah. And I know you've been on your musical journey for some time. Long time. Yeah, for a minute. So like, at what point did you decide to like take it serious and pursue it as a career? Um, when, you know, once I had the backing of like, you know, when Slim Duncan, Long Live Slim Duncan, when he was like, let's get it. Um, my cousin Day Day, he was like, bro, you fire. He introduced me to Duncan. I think that's when I took it serious. Mm. When I seen the opportunity that was in hand and I knew that it can happen for real. Cause you know, I've been rapping, doing talent shows, doing the real grind. And it, I used to feel like it ain't gonna happen. Like it's just impossible. Like certain people make it. But mm -hmm. then once I seen, you know, Dunk really making it, moving, doing shows, he showed me it was real. And I was like, oh shit, I gotta be real too. Not Take it serious, sure. like a nine to five, you know what I'm saying? Definitely, man. Um, so with Slim Duncan, like I always fuck with Big Brick Squad, but I remember one time Slim, it was Slim, OJ, and a few others, they had came to uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, that's my hometown. Mm -hmm. And like, it, it wasn't that many people at the show, which was great for fans, cause it was super intimate, but mm -hmm. like Slim was just, he was just a cool nigga, like just fucking with everybody. So it's like- Yeah, cool, laid back. Yeah, yeah, like, and I, I would never forget how he made everybody feel. So I want you to just talk about like, what did he mean to the culture of, you know, just music in general, and then more specifically like Atlanta, even though I know where y'all come from ain't technically Atlanta, but right, you know right. what I mean? Um, it meant, I mean, he personally was like a ball of energy, you know what I'm saying? Um, a good energy, a good vibe, like, it was, it was like seeing something you can dream in your face for real as reality, like, mm. you know, looking at him, knowing the situation and how it used to be and knowing where you coming from and knowing what you turned your situation into and knowing how you take, you, he used to take us on the road and pull over and stop on like certain states, like, get out and look at the mountains and like, bro, we from Crane County, we never seen nothing like this. We gotta enjoy this. Mm. And of course, you know, everybody, you know, got another side and, and every, you know, it is what it is. So, you know, um, I just feel like he was very, very, uh, uh, what's the word I'm trying to use? Um, influencing in the culture of today. Like he was very influential today to what's going on today. Mm. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Just so ahead you, of your time, for real. Nah, facts. You probably was at that show then. I don't think I was at that one. Okay. But I, but I, I do remember going to um, Ohio with mm. Dunk and Wu and yeah. Frenchie. Yeah. Got you. Uh-huh. That shit was hard as hell. Now, what would you say was your, you know, your, your breakout moment? As far as what? Musically. Breakout, like. Like to the point where people like to really start to pay attention to what you got going on. Um, I would say that was probably like when I did my first mid-take with Dunk, um, mm -hmm. Block Illegal. I think that was when people started like, oh, okay, who is this fat, you know what I mean, this fat dude, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, rapping. <laughs> I think that was the breakout. Mm. And like when that happens, like how does it change like how people treat you or look at you and stuff? Like when people start to like recognize you and take you serious. 
Well, see, at that point in, in time, I it was so much going on and mm -hmm. being from where I'm from and, you know, I'm having my own personal situations going on. I used to go to places and people, you know, looking at me and I didn't know if it was a good thing mm -hmm. or a bad thing. So I was always on like, yeah, I don't know, like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Not but bad. when it was good and positive, it did boost my, um, uh, it motivated me, it boosted me, you know what I'm saying? And it just was like, yeah, okay, let's get it. Nah, for sure. I hear that. Talk about just moving safely then as a public figure, because, you know, nine times out of ten, people know who you are and you mm -hmm. might not know them folks. I had to learn how to move safely, and I'm still learning. You know what I'm saying? Every mm -hmm. day is a learning process, but being a public figure, you have to kind of, like, know and take accountability of who you are and you're not who you used to be. And even though sometimes, you know, we come from a certain place and this is the type of person that we are, we got to learn how to be bigger than that person and understand our responsibility and role in the culture and know like you somebody, you got to move like somebody, you got to act like somebody. Even though this may be fun, this is not fun for you. It's not mm. safe for you. You know what I'm saying? Nah, that's real shit. Um, I want you to describe like what was you going through in your life um, before you recorded Hardaway? Hardaway was like... Well, before I recorded Hardaway, it was just like, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to get it. This is my last leg. Mm. I'm trying to believe in this rap. Um, I just put my all in. I was, you know, missing my kids, going through a situation where I had to sacrifice time with them mm. and still try to figure out how to provide at the same time. So it was like that time was just so dark for me because it's like I knew what I had the opportunity to become. But I also knew how much pain this is causing my kids and causing me as a man, as a father, that's really in my kids' life. Like, I don't, you know, I ain't one of them. Like, I'm trying to be there, you feel me, every step of the way. So at that time, it was just, it was hard, it was rough, but it worked out, it came through, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. We want you to come skip class with us and share your story on our new segment called Skipping Class. Look, we want to talk to all the artists, indie or mainstream, or if you're an entrepreneur, come build your brand with us and tell your story to the world. You'll also get the shot in our locker and you'll get promo clips for all your fans. So DM us today or visit our website, tprmeetergroup.com. Get locked in with us. At what point did you realize and notice like the song was taken off on its own without you having to really do too much. The first, the first um, impression that I got that was like, oh, this shit going, is when Birdman was riding in the car playing. Now, when I saw that, I said, oh, this motherfucker must be hard. Mm. And then my second encounter was when I was in the club. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. And uh, DJ Aunt Dirty was playing at 1145 and he stopped it and the whole club was singing it. And I'm like, like I literally dropped the tail like, boy, it's happening. Yeah. That's hard. What was your biggest adjustment to fame? Uh, I think I'm still trying to adjust to it. Um, noticing the difference between mm -hmm. people who genuinely, genuinely rocking and, and the ones who just trying to be opportunists. Um, 
the judgment between family, you know, well, mm. well, family, you know, you, 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 well, me in my situation, you, I don't hear from my family every day or months, years possibly go by before I hear from my family. But now, you know what I'm saying? I'm who I am. Or oh, at that time, when Hardway hit, it's like everybody trying to get in touch, everybody trying to figure out what I got going, everybody want to come out. And it was like, I ain't know how to take that, mm -hmm. but now that I'm older and been through it a little longer, it's like I took it as if, I mean, I am your cousin, or I am your brother, I am your nephew, so I get it. You know what I'm saying? You want the world to know that too. Sure. But I want you to be my uncle or be my brother before all of this. You feel me? Thanks. Yeah. I hear that, man. I know that's got to be a challenge. It is. To this day, it is. I still. know it is. Um, did you face any hardships or pressure, like, if people wanted you to make a song like Hardaway? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, of course, once Hardaway did what it did, everybody I did business with was like, you know, as far as my team, Yes, we need another Hardaway, man. Just go in the booth and just remake Hardaway. And I'm like, bruh, I'm like, this is me. I can make all kinds of Hardaways, but I can make different music. I didn't want to be stuck in that category, which I kind of accidentally did get stuck in it anyway. Mm. Yeah, but now I'm, I'm, you know, the recreation. Nah, I respect that. We're going to get into the music, the new music too. Mm. Um, I want you to talk about just learning money management, cause it's like it's you. I had to learn. Yeah, like you, if you if you come into a situation where you you got a song that just take off like that, and then you you get into the money like that, like yeah, I'm gonna tell you, I came from nothing. I blowed the first one. I went through it. Didn't care what I was doing, clothes, shoes, mm. strippers, like whatever. I'm lit. I ain't did none of this. We doing it. I'm with the crew, we having fun, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I ran through the first little experience of getting money, but then I learned, you know what I'm saying? All right, now you, you know how you going, you know, you, you, you got a fiance and kids and stuff now. Now you wanna, you know, depart from the gang. You don't wanna live in a house full of niggas all day no more. So, you know, I had to learn from that experience. I had to learn how to budget. I had to learn how to put money up for bills, then mm -hmm. play. You know what I'm saying? Now the kids live with me. I got to be able to make sure they got what they need for school. So life just taught me how to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? But long as it was third of we were balling. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everybody having money too. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Yeah. What would you tell an artist if they was to, like, have a hit record out of the blue? What would, what would be some game that you would give to them, like, as far as money management and just tips in general? Because you've been there. Money management, I would tell the artist, as soon as it's lit, go ahead and plan on investing in something else to keep you going without mm. you having to worry about it. Like, if you can make money while you making money and money making money for you while you make money, like, that'll be the best thing possible because it's going to get slow. Like, anything can happen. Like, the, the, the whole coronavirus slowed down a lot of stuff. Mm. Um, you know, anything can happen. The, the, the streams, and you know, when the streaming thing started to switch up and how you calculate your money off the streams, you know, it changed a lot. So I would say once you get in and you get in that show money, put it up, put it into some and let it make money for you. Continue to do your shows and make sure you got music put up. Like, mm. just keep working because once that song fills out, you need to be working one right back in, or uh, a whole project. I think now that I'm I'm noticing that on my own, I would tell them, just drop. Don't worry about, don't worry about, you know, let me find the next Hardaway or whatever your hit is. 
just keep dropping. Just just let the fans have content so they can know you, so they can vibe with you, so they can really be a, 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 a genuine fan base, somebody organically who gonna rock regardless. Cause you can still get book shows. You right. ain't got a stream of 100 million. You can still get book shows because you having constant content. Nah, that's facts. Yeah. Um, from your perspective, how do you feel like the game slash the industry has changed, you know, since you first got in it, man? Cause it's, it's been a lot of changes, but yeah. I'm just curious from your perspective, what you what do you see? Well, um, I really never got the real chance to get in the industry. Like I was all, I did a partnership with a company and then now I'm independent. So it's like, I never really experienced the full industry uh, experience, but from my understanding and how I'm viewing it, I'm understanding it's very political. Um, you know, you gotta build your circle, build your team and rock out. Like, it's mm. a, it is what it is, be like a, like a team. When I ball, you ball. When you ball, I ball. Like, you got to just lock in with the crew. Nah, for sure. And and being independent, like, what do you prefer? You you like being independent more or you prefer? I love being independent more just off of the moves that I can make when I want. And that's only from my past experience of not being in control of what's being dropped, when it's dropped, how it's dropped. Or if I want to wake up today and do an R&B song, it's like, nah, we ain't pushing that that delay time, you know what I'm saying? Mm. But far as having somebody or a team or a machine behind you that can market and, and, and push your music to a platform you can't do alone unless you got that relationship, right. you know what I'm saying? I, I think that being with a label or being with a company or being with a partnership is better unless mm. you have the relationships and you have the platform and you got the financial situation to get it done you know what i'm saying because it costs oh yeah it costs hella money like yeah yeah you know what i'm saying them two three hundred dollar videos ain't gonna make it when you're trying to you know what i'm saying then you gotta market that shit you, <laughs> you can't feel, just yeah you that. feel me that ain't gonna work nah that's facts it's a lot that go into this shit mm -hmm. now i want you to speak about your relationship with rich homie Quan. i seen that you recently performed at his 10-year anniversary concert oh, yeah. that shit was lit too oh yeah that shit was lit Big, and that was a monumental statement he made. You Hell know what I'm yeah, saying? Ten did. year anniversary. Yep. But now, nah, Quan a good dude. I've been knowing Quan for a minute. You know what I'm saying? It's just you know we ain't never lock in because our relationship was personal. Like it ain't. Mm. Oh, let me get a song. But we on that though. We I finna get on that. But now nah, he a good dude, genuine, real, respectful young nigga. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't mean young nigga, but you know I'm thinking about the past. Like. Yeah, we just locked in. We from the South, you know what I'm saying? Right. Well, you know, he from where he from, but I know him from around the way, you know what I'm saying? Nah, yeah. for sure. So let's let's move on to other artists, too. Like, I know you got a couple of folks that you cool with that serve in mm -hmm. time. Like, you know, we got Rilo, Bloody mm -hmm. J, Bloody J, that's the homie. Mm -hmm. Talk about what's the best way to be there for somebody that's serving time from your perspective? Um, just be there for them genuinely. Like, you know, when somebody call you, just if you can, you know, pick up. If they text, you know, reply. Um, you know, I, I got a lot of people who've been, you know, doing time or going through hard situations where they just really need somebody to talk to. So Spice. if you could be an ear, sometimes that is more impactful than anything you could physically do for somebody. I agree. All right, well, let's shit. Let's get into this new project, man, that Bigger Than Me joint, man. I felt like the music, it was so personal. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I literally saw a visual in my head yeah. to every song and <laughs> motherfucker. I'm like, damn, yeah, man. Yeah. And like, I appreciate you being vulnerable and I feel like that's what you're supposed to do as an artist, you know what I'm saying? So let's talk about that title meaning first. 
bigger than me, man. It's just exactly that. It's like everything bigger than me, everything I'm doing is not just me. It's not about me making a financial gain. It's not about me trying to uh, keep up with nobody or trying to stay in the loop or prove a point. It's bigger than me. I got people that depend on me, you know, not only my kids, but the people in the world that listen to my music and get guidance and, and, and can, can, <clears throat> excuse me, can continue to move forward with their hardships and their situations. So it's like, um, bigger than me is just that. It's just bigger than me. It's for the world this time. Respect, man. Um, and, and this is the first title of a project that didn't have like the pain in it. Right. So like talk about just what made you decide to like step away from that and you know, the differences between this project versus the other projects. Honestly, I'm um I'm trying to just show I'm I'm better I'm more than just playing music, which they categorize for me. Mm. I figure I do real music, confessional music, music that is coming from a place that I'm knowing somebody else, Uncle Phil, or nephew, or daughter, or dad, sister, mother, somebody going through something in life that's similar to what I'm going through, and I can help and reach out. So now it's like I'm I'm bigger than that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, spiritually, mentally, you know what I'm saying? Lyrically, like pain, cool, but it's we gotta get over it. Like pain don't last forever. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, so, so. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Speaking of pain music, though, what are, what are your thoughts when people talk down about pain rap music? Um, I think that the people that talk down on it probably listen to it, you know what I'm saying? They just feel like, I mean, nobody wants to be sad or nobody wants to be in, in a depressional state. So it's like, I think maybe they kind of don't understand it or, mm. or they just choose to, you know, I don't know, they want to be lit. So that ain't their choice of music, which I can't blame them, but you know, they ain't the only ones that matter. It's other people, like everybody ain't lit. Everybody ain't having bricks, everybody ain't selling dope, everybody ain't rich, everybody ain't killing, everybody ain't hitting licks. So it's, you know, for each and all. That's facts. Um, you got this record called Perception. Mm -hmm. um, did you really feel blackballed at some point? Of course. Why so? And I don't mean that in the state of nobody actually doing something. I just feel like in the state of me being forgot about, me being mm. in the state of, uh, you know, any blog site you see when they talk about this so-called pain music is for some reason you keep leaving my name out. Hmm. I'm the one who made it okay for everybody else to even get involved in making this so-called pain music. So it's like, how you take that away from me? Like, who working what? Like, what's going on? Like, who in the middle of that? You feel me? No, I feel that 100%. You right, too. You right. Um... I want you to talk about some of the collabs on the project. I know you and Money Moo got a good relationship. That's the homie. Yeah, that's um, my I was dog. For sure. I was happy to see that you and Big Boogie did something. Oh, yeah. That's my dog, too. I think Me that was and Boogie dope. been rocking for a minute, though. It just, got you know, you. like, this was the perfect one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I thought, I thought you know, with Big Boogie, he been working for a minute, too. I think a lot of people don't know that unless you know him. Yeah, facts. So I thought that was hard. Then you got Morel there. Yeah, Morel, good makes nigga, sense. too. Yeah, he a good nigga, though. For sure. Then it's a few other people that I wasn't familiar with. So talk about just linking with those people. Why did you decide to feature them on this particular project? 
right. Um, who who did you did you have a list of the names? Yeah. So the ones that I just mentioned and the the people that I don't know, so I could pull uh-huh. it up. I don't know who girlfriend is. That was my first. Okay, time girlfriend. Her. She a uh, she a upcoming artist. She on about she on her way about to do her thing. Got you. And um, she we got put together through um Chase. The guy who was engineering my okay. album and mixing my album, he do work with her as well, and he just thought it was a great idea to work with. And when I heard, it, I was like, "She the truth, like it's immaculate." And you know, I never even did nothing with a female R&B artist on my, you know, what I mean, in my right. whole career. But I'm like I say, I'm opening up though. Yeah. We finna do something new. I'm finna let them know, like I'm on a new way. Like I'm the biggest thing going, not just playing music. Um. Yeah. Who else you ain't? So you got another person, One Shot Deals. Oh yeah, One Shot Deals. That's the family man. He doing his thing too, um, and he just a good vibe. Like it, it added, what's the word, dynamic to the record. Like For sure. you feel me? It's like y'all ain't. It's been a minute since I put bars on some, and then my man from you know Harlem. We like yeah, let's get it. Like come on with it. And then you got Goldmouth, and of course I know T Real. Yeah, Goldmouth. That's my dog too. You For know sure. what I'm saying? Uh, good brother, good energy. We was in the studio. And I was just like, shit, bro, let's get one in. Like, sure. We locked in. Like I got, a, I got personal relationship with these folks. Got you. So I you know what I'm saying? When they, when they, you know, hey, bro, let's do something. Let's do it. Fuck it. T Real, good dude. Hell he pushed yeah. up on me like, bro, we gon' work, and we did. Like we really got like a project. On, I mean, I don't know if I'm supposed to tell y'all that. Okay, exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> Listen. I don't know if I'm supposed to tell y'all that, I'm here but for yeah, that. we got some shit on the way too. Yeah. I'm here for that night. We're all the time to do, man. Yeah, he's um, hungry. Super hard, man. He was up here not too long ago, too, maybe a couple of months ago. But I met him. I was hosting the stage for South by Southwest. I said, "Nigga, this nigga took over the whole fucking yeah, show, bro." Yeah, he do that. That boy is a ball of energy, boy. Yes, sir. So I'm, I'm happy to see that niggas is linking up, man. That's what the hell it's about. Yeah, that's what it's about, man. You got to, you got to fuck with who fuck with you. You can spend all your time fucking with these folks, and they ain't really fucking with you. I ain't gonna support your shit. I ain't gonna post your shit. I ain't even gonna mention your shit. I ain't even gonna mention you in the interview. Like, I, I go where the love organic at, where it's genuine. Facts, facts. Um, another topic that you had spoke about on a project, which I thought was, you know, very dope that you was vulnerable about it. Um, talk about just, you know, just tips for living with depression. Cause you know, unless you've been through it, mm-hmm. you know, I've experienced it as well too. It ain't just some shit that just you turn nah, on and turn off can't, yeah. and people think money can fix it. Hell nah. So I want you to talk about just some tips for living with it. Um, honestly, man, the, the best thing that I've learned or the best tool or resources that I've had was to be able to talk to a counselor mm. to actually learn what's uh the trigger points because one, you, you can't, you can't see it. You living. You don't know it, and and being hit with that. Uh, what what do we call that? Uh, that health sit health. You know, I don't know the, what you call depression. Like, what is it? But dark cloud. No, nah, like you know, being hit with that type of health issue, like, mm. cause that's a health issue. Depression it is. is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So being hit with that, we don't see like, you know, um, me going to hang with certain people causes me to have certain thoughts or or uh, me drinking too much, or me smoking, or me taking this, or me doing that. You know what I'm saying? So me having, a, you know, the counselor to talk to or whatever, and to learn the triggers and, and actually see them now, mm. I had to separate certain things. And now, 
a lot of things that I had to do, it, it was hard for me to do, but I had to do it in order for me to try to keep a mental state in a good place. But we still laugh sometimes and we still make mistakes. Nobody perfect. I still have mental meltdowns. But, you know, we working through that too as well. But I would give tips on actually talking to somebody. Ain't nothing wrong with getting help. We grow up, you know, as uh, black people or African-American people or whatever they want to classify as, as, as us as of today. Um, we was taught to, you know, deal with it. Be hard. Like, you straight. Stop crying. Like, don't act like a bitch. But nah, nigga, it's, it's fucked up. You don't know what I'm going through. I come outside and smile, nigga. I go in the house and cry. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, get some help. Talk to somebody. Don't hold it in. Definitely, man. Think again, man, we need more people such as yourself saying that shit. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you know, for, I feel like, especially young people that think that, you know, you're just supposed to suppress feelings. So hearing it from somebody like you, that's that going to definitely help them. That is a path to destruction. I agree. Yeah. I agree, man. Um, speak on redefining yourself, because I know you kind of spoke about that, too, on a project. Mm-hmm. Redefining myself, I mean, it's really just to the people. It's to the people, my organic fans, who know me one way. I'm who I am. I've been this way the whole time, my whole career. But when you got different people picking and, and hand-selecting what they want to put out there, it's kind of hard for me to say, hey, I do this too. Mm. Like, you know, for example, I write music. I write R&B. I write pop. I write rock. I write country. I write whatever. Like, I'm a monster. Like, you get what I'm saying? Okay. So it's like I'm finna redefine myself through myself at this point. Mm. Now that I don't have so many hands in my plate, I can do this. You know what I'm saying? And the team I got right now support everything I'm with. They back and whatever I'm with because they know the monster I am. Yeah, it's yeah, like that. Sure. I'm telling you, it's like that. For sure. <laughs> um, speak on a new hairstyle, man. What inspired that? I always want a big dread. I ain't know they were called wits, though. I ain't okay. gonna lie. Yeah, I ain't know. <laughs> I just always want a big dread. Like, I'm finna make them bigger. I just want, like, six on, four on. For sure. Yeah. Um, now, you got a song on there called Sacrifices. Uh-huh. Um, now, talk about your relationship with your kids. Oh, <sighs> boy. Right now, I mean, you know, as a father, I'm that. I'm a great father. We talk. We communicate. But the stuff that they go through in life, um, it's hard for me to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes because I talk to them as a father, like, you know, but I need to try to understand them as a person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They getting older and they dealing with situations they own. And I'm kind of like a, when I, with my kids, you a baby forever. Like, my daughter getting old, she told me she want to get a job. I'm like, a job? What? Man, hell no, nah, you tripping. But that could teach her something that I can't teach her. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And um, I know she got friends. She probably just want to go outside and kick it. You know what I mean? Just be a part of the regular crowd for a bit. But, yeah, um, my son, he just a little me times 10. Mm-hmm. So me trying to talk to him be hard sometimes because he be like, but ain't you? And I'm like, no, <laughs> not no more. I'm not. Yeah. You feel me? It's a point, son, where you have to grow up and learn and realize that that was bullshit. Mm. So I'm trying to teach him, but he young, he don't want to hit that. He like, yeah, all right, Paul. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But other than that, it's great, man. I love being a father every step of every headache. Yeah. That's dope, man. And that's cool that your daughter want to get a job because it's like teaching them that I'm independence about, early. And, you know, I, I'm going to tell y'all what I honestly tell her. And, and I'm going to stop, though. This goes to what I'm saying. I'm trying to learn them. Mm. I'm like, man, get a job. 
for what? Like, you don't need a job. I do everything for you. I'm going to do it forever. You're going to be a hunter. I'm going to still take care of you. I'm going to buy you a house. Like, you good. You don't got to do that. If anything, you know, you can you can, you can start a business and I'm going to pay for that. Mm. And then that's yours. But she like, nah, I want to go do hell. I want to be a veterinarian. I want to. Okay. I'm like, man. All right. <laughs> nah, that's hard though. That's cool. I think I think having a job definitely be it establishes independence. Yeah. You know. Um, now I want you to talk about balancing your love life as well as being a musician. That's rough. I ain't even gonna lie to you. Trying to be in a relationship. Well, I'm engaged, so yeah. Trying to be engaged and, and have that time and energy and focus for that, cause it take that and do the music and be gone and be on the road and in the studio or just not being able to be there for all of the specific things that she want to do mm -hmm. it get hard sometimes but um we work it out the best we can so you know if i'm out you know hey baby right let's go hit the, you know what i mean i got a show let's go hit this oh i'm going to jamaica for an interview you want to go and we try to make the best out of it you know what i'm saying for sure yeah um, now, outside of, you know, you know your love life, kids, and music, man, you a chef on a low. Yeah. So, talk about your passion for cooking, and, and how did you learn to cook? That's one of the things that helped me with depression, for real. Mm. When I cook, I'm literally thinking, I'm watching what I'm doing. You know, it, it get my brain going. Like, it's like, let me taste this, or let me taste that, let me not burn this. Oh, let me watch the YouTube and see how they did that. Like, oh, so this how they YouTube. be. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> I'm, I'm that, that, that cooking helped me mentally, just like the music. That's hard. Yeah. Um, what would you tell your younger self if you got a chance to talk to him? Be loyal to yourself. Um, it's cool to have friends, but you know what I'm saying. You got to know what's a real friend. Mm. Just because somebody say they love you, don't mean they love you. That word can be used against you because they play on your emotions. Um, I would tell myself never give up on yourself because it was points where I gave up on myself and I just kept going because of the situations I was in, mm. because I got a contract or because I got I have to turn in this many albums or because I have to reach this goal in order to move to the next point. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of lost fun with it. I tell myself just keep having fun. Um, I would definitely tell myself learn the business. Mm -hmm. because um, I noticed from the transition of what I'm doing, I missed out on a lot of money. I missed out on a lot of relationships being ruined by messed up business decision making by other people mm -hmm. that wasn't me. Um, I would tell myself, just get all the way in 100%, business and music. Respect that shit. Um, so our platform is called The Progress Support. We talk about growth, getting better, and all that good stuff. Um, so what does the word progress mean to you right now? Progress to me means right now waking up every day with no fear going for it, knowing that tomorrow is going to be better than yesterday, knowing that when I drop this body of work that I'm finna drop, it's going to be better than the last body of work that I drop, knowing that every day that I wake up is a, a second chance, another opportunity, opportunity for me to be better than I was yesterday. Like, that's what progress is to me. As long as you get up and go for it, that's progress. For sure, man. Now, this definitely was a dope conversation, man. I'm for glad sure. we finally got it in. Salute to your team, man. Appreciate it. We was Appreciate long it. overdue, man. So, 
Um, what else you got coming up in the cut? We know we, you just put out this project, yeah. so what else you got coming up? Oh man, I'm in a movie. I've been doing movies. Well, I did a movie, nice. working on other movies. Nice. Um, writing more, you know what I'm saying? Um, starring different businesses. I'm just, I don't know, whatever come my way, I'm just keep going. I can't not do nothing. Like, I'm me, the GOAT. No, I'm the GOAT either. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm me. I do me. I'm going to do everything great. For sure. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Shit, you got a message to your fans right now? Stay real to yourself, man. Trust you and trust people to be people. Don't never put too much on somebody mm. and you know they can break. Uh, stay positive. Put God first and keep going. Don't let nothing break you. Real talk. All right, well, shit, I appreciate you skipping class with us. I appreciate y'all. Let me get back to class. Okay. <laughs> the Progress Report. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.